2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what, what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves the cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. A couple of months ago, on one of the sunnier days um, last summer, we decided to go down to Portsmouth Beach. And when you're on Portsmouth Beach, you can see all sorts of boats um, out on the waves um, in Portsmouth Bay. Um, some of those are small inflatable boats that um, day trippers have uh, brought with them to just have some fun a few metres away from the shore. Um, some of them are speed boats racing around the bay um, having a lot of fun. Uh, you can also see ferries going back and forth from the Isle of Wight carrying passengers. And also just around the corner, a little bit further up the estuary, you can see battleships that are loaded and ready to be deployed um, in times of war. Um, somewhere around there as well, although we didn't see any of them, are lifeboats ready uh, to be released if any of the people who are uh, out on the sea get into difficulty. When you're thinking about getting into a boat, uh, you probably want to know a few things. First, you want to know the boat is well made um, and the people who are crewing the boat know what they're doing. Um, you also will probably want to know where the boat is going. Um, do you want to get on the boat? Um, because is it going the place you want to go? Uh, but also, you'll probably want to know what sort of boat it is. What is the reason for that boat to be out on the sea in the first place? When we talk about vision um, as a church, often we're talking about where do we want to go? Where are we going to be in the next three or five years? Uh, but just as important is trying to know what sort of boat is our church um, is our church a cruise liner? Is it something that we uh, enjoy being and we have a lot of fun, um, but perhaps we only uh, dip into on special occasions? Um, actually, I would want to suggest that the boat of Christchurch and the boat of every Christian church is actually much more like a lifeboat, a boat that is out there to rescue people, uh, to bring people who are in danger of being lost um, and all at sea and bringing them back to a safe harbour to show them the hope and the faith and the love that they can experience in Jesus Christ. Very much every church is there to reach out for those who are not yet on the ship in the first place. But at the moment, as we think about where is the ship going, um, if Christchurch is this mercy ship, this lifeboat, um, where are we going in the next three or five years? Well, it's difficult to see at the moment, isn't it? Because we're in a time where it's actually quite difficult even to prepare for the next month, let alone the next five years. Uh, we're in this sort of uncertain time. We're a bit like a lifeboat that is out on the sea. And we know what we're here to do. We're here to rescue people. We're here to tell people that there's salvation in Jesus Christ. And yet it's quite difficult to see the way ahead. We're a lifeboat on the sea doing its job, uh, but it's foggy all around us. And we're not quite sure um, what it's going to be like maybe in the next two or three years. But even though we can't have a big long term vision, we can have a vision for the sort of church we want to be uh, whilst we're waiting to find out how things will be in 2021 and 2022, uh, when um, hopefully the coronavirus and the pandemic restrictions will all be lifted. And I want to encourage us that as a church, we are always called to be a church of generosity, a church that knows just how much God has given us, just knows just how much um 
how generous God is. So we then want to give away what we've received. As John Wimber once said, um, every church is a church that because we've experienced so much, we just want to give it all away. Uh, we want to give away to those um, who don't yet know about the love of Jesus Christ. We want to encourage um, this attitude of generosity as a church, always to give our time, treasure and talents into the hands of God so he can do so much more. And Paul wrote to the Corinthian church in a time of uncertainty. He wrote uh, to them in a time of persecution, a time when it was difficult to see the way ahead. And yet he encouraged them always to be generous. And he said this, um, so generously, and if we sow generously, we will reap generously. Uh, don't give reluctantly. Give what you've decided in your heart to give. For God loves a cheerful giver. Um, it's a real key mark of the fact that we've understood God's grace and generosity to us, that we then want to be generous uh, to those around us. We want to give away what we've received. And this gift day, um, though we can't see a long way ahead, I want to encourage us to be a church that's ready, uh, ready to be the church we're always called to be, uh, whether in calm seas or choppy seas, uh, whether in foggy um, situation where we can't see a long way ahead or when everything is clear and we're steaming uh, full steam ahead. Um, I want to encourage us to be a gracious and generous and loving church, to be ready. Uh, now, when I recently bought a mobile phone, um, a number of the phones were being advertised as needing to be 5G ready. This phone is 5G ready. So I'm going to use that phrase 5G ready uh, to encourage us to be a 5G ready church. So what does it mean to be a 5G ready church? Well, the first G uh, stands for the good news. Um, we want to be a church that's always ready to share the good news of Jesus Christ, that good news that's changed us, that we've experienced um, the love of God shown in Jesus Christ, his life that shows us just how loving and good God is, his death that enables us to be forgiven and set free and to know God and his plan for us, and his resurrection that means we can experience new life, life in, a, in all its fullness here on earth and life eternal forever with him. And we want to share that good news. And whenever we uh, share the good news of Jesus by explaining it through inviting people to church, um, running Alpha or mini Alpha courses, um, whenever we explain the good news of Jesus Christ, we're being a 5G ready church. We're ready to share the good news. Paul said, always be, uh, Peter said, always be ready to give a reason for the hope that you have. Also, we're called to show the good news, um, to show just how, um, God loves people who don't yet know him. And whenever we give uh, food to those who are hungry, we draw alongside uh, those who are in poverty. When we were giving out food parcels to our, our local primary school, when we invite people to discover hope in their brokenness through the Kintsugi Hope Course or uh, how God wants to lift um, uh, their self-esteem through the Hope in Depression Course, um, we are showing the good news. And when we've received God's good news, we're called to be ready to share that good news with those around us. That's the first G. We want to be a church that's ready to share the good news. The second G um, is a church that's ready to gather together. And now that's been quite hard recently, hasn't it, to know how we can gather together. We've only been able to um, have smaller services um, whilst we've been doing social distancing. Um, we've been learning to gather online, uh, both in our services and um, midweek in our pastorates. We're having to learn to do so much um, and learn how to gather in lots of different ways. 
Um, but whenever we gather as Christians, um, we are making a declaration to ourselves and to those we gather with that um, we love God and we want to gather with others who love God. When we're um, gathering, we're generously sharing of ourselves because we want to encourage each other in our faith. And um, gathering uh, gives us the fuel. Whenever we worship, God has promised that whenever we gather together, he is there. His spirit is there in power. And so whenever we gather, we are um, getting the fuel for the life that we've been called to live. We're also given direction on the way ahead in our lives to know um, more of his word and his truth and how that applies to our lives. And we're also able to support and uphold each other in practical ways. I was very struck when we reopened the church for our first gathered service after the lockdown in July. There was someone there waiting for the church to reopen because they wanted to pray with someone. Uh, they were really struggling through a traumatic time and they were wrestling with their own mental and emotional health and well-being. And we were able to pray uh, with that person. We were able to give them renewed hope that God was with them. And so we want to be a church that's ready to gather, whether that's in person or online, midweek or on a Sunday, um, ready to gather how we can, when we can, with whoever we can. And one of the things uh, we're going to try and do is uh, over the next few months, install cameras in the church so we can broadcast uh, much better our services um, live from the church building so that those who can't gather in person can remain connected and can gather in that way too. So being a 5G church is being ready to gather Thirdly, a 5G church is ready to support the global church. Um, we are a church in a country that is relatively affluent. Uh, we are relatively well resourced and yet we're called to support the church around the world. Paul, when he was writing to the Corinthians, was encouraging the Corinthians to support the church in other parts, not just in Corinth, but in Macedonia and back in Jerusalem because they were going through tough times. And we as a church are really privileged to be able to support the church in different parts of the world. Um, we support the church in rural Nigeria. Um, we support uh, the church serving those in the slums of Nairobi. Uh, we support um, growth in the church in Asia and in Spain. Um, we also support those who are reaching out to the nations. But in this country, uh, the world that's come to the UK and the world that's come to Woking, and it's part of our call that we want to be a church that enables disciples of all nations to be made. Uh, and part of being a 5G ready church is being ready to support the global church. <clears throat> we generously give away. And when we generously give away uh, to those who are working around the world for Jesus, um, not only do we share with those for whom that extra money could be literally the difference between life and death. We also sow in such a way uh, that the blessing that God uh, can bring through that giving, uh, can affect communities around the world and can bring a harvest that's exponentially more than we could ever have asked or imagined. The fourth G of what it is to be a 5G ready church is that we want to be a church that's ready for Gateway. Um, for those of you who don't know, the Gateway Project is our plan to reorder and refresh and rebuild parts of the church. So it's fit for our mission in the next 20 or 30 years. There's um, lots of things in the church that are getting old and uh, are getting into the end of their useful life that need to be replaced. But also we want to expand the church so there's more space um, for the things that we feel God is calling us to do. And if you think about it, the building of Christ Church, the church, of course, is the people, but the people most often meet in the building of Christ Church. That building is, if you like, the physical expression of what it is to be the lifeboat of Christ Church in Woking. 
It is the place we gather in worship most frequently. It's the place we'll encourage people and invite people to, uh, to maybe attend an Alpha course, or if they're in difficulty, come to the CAP Centre. It's the physical place which um, will most often be used as a place of launching out to share the good news and to gather. And so we want to make this building uh, really fit for purpose and a place we can share with our community. And we can say to our community, come in and discover more about the good news of Jesus Christ. And so um, in the next few weeks, we're going to just review where we are with the Gateway Project, uh, review the scope of the work, assess our resources. And one of the ways um, we can enable us to complete this project is uh, by our generosity, giving to God uh, what we have so that we can enable that project to move ahead. But all of what I've shared, all of the first four G's um, of being a 5G ready church, a church of good news, of gathering, a church that supports the global church, a church that's ready for gateway, is only possible with this fifth G, uh, which is, of course, being a generous church. Uh, we need to be ready to be generous. And as Paul put it in uh, 2 Corinthians 9, he said this, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, Having all you need, you will abound in every good work. That's pretty comprehensive, isn't it? To give all grace to you so that in all things, at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. Later on in verse 11, he says, you will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. God uh, does so much when we put what we have into his hands. We put our limited resources into his unlimited hands and he does far more than we could ever ask or imagine. And that's why um, we're always called to be generous, even in uncertain and unclear times. Paul encouraged the Corinthian church to be generous, even um, in their uncertain um, and challenging times, because he wanted to say be generous, because as we're generous with what God has given us, uh, he will do so much more than we could ever think or imagine. <clears throat> and that's what our gift day is all about, is just encouraging us as a church to continue and to go on being a generous church, to fill in our pledges. And we'd love to have those pledge forms back by the 19th of October to fill in your pledges of what you feel God is calling you to give um, through 2021 so we can plan well and be ready, be a 5G ready church for 2021. You see, the most important thing is that it's not a question of, is God calling us to be generous this year? Um, the question is, how is God calling us to be generous? I just want to finish with a story um, from my previous church when we were doing uh, a fundraising venture. We were wanting to employ a youth worker. We needed to raise a certain amount of money and uh, we received um, a very generous match fund offer so that any money we raised as a church would be matched uh, by a trust that would also um, give the same amount. So every pound counted. Every single person had a part to play in being generous. And it wasn't just uh, the big amounts that uh, were such a blessing. Every single person in the church contributed what they could. And what touched my heart most wasn't just the big amounts given uh, by the bankers who were sharing their bonuses, but also the builders who were um, carefully tithing the amount of money they got in each week as they paid a weekly salary. But I was most touched by a family who were on benefits, who didn't have children of youth work age. They had uh, very little kids. 
uh, but they could see uh, just how valuable this would be uh, to the youth in the church. But also uh, they recognised God had given them so much and they'd been going through some tough times uh, that they wanted to give away to enable this project to happen. And so they gave a small amount uh, of their benefits to the project. Every single pound counted and we managed to get just £100 over uh, the threshold that meant that this matched fund gift would come to us and we were able to employ that youth worker. It doesn't matter the size of the gift. It matters about the size of the heart um, and the desire to say, God, you've given me so much. I want to give away. I want to be generous because you've given me so much. And, you know, when we give our limited resources, however big or small they are, into the hands of God, he will multiply them. That's the story of uh, the feeding of the 5,000, where a small packed lunch feeds 5,000 people. That's the story of the parable of the talents, uh, where the talents that the um, landowner gives are then invested and do far more than the person could ever think or imagine. And the things we give, um, the gifts we give, the generosity we share, uh, put, on, put in God's hands, um, can be used to change people's lives, can be used to transform our community here and around the world but also it can be used to change eternity for some people. So let's sow generously because God wants to bring an abundant harvest for his kingdom.